Welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I am excited and honored that you have tuned in to today's podcast. I know you could be on lots of other podcasts, but you have decided to join me. I feel special. Um, we're going to take life and see how God wants to turn it into lessons. So I'm inviting you to dive in with me as we use God's word to navigate these deep waters. So welcome. Hair update, people. Um, Best decision ever to switch uh, my hairdresser. Some of you are like, if this is the first podcast you're tuning into, you got to go listen to last week's podcast to get the down low on the hair. (laughs) Um, It'll catch you up to speed. Listen, I know switching can be, can lead to a horrible decision. I know that. I've been there. But it can also be something great. And um, I took a chance and I am so glad that I finally (laughs) decided. It's only been, I think the first time I talked about this was like a couple, not a couple years ago. Uh, I haven't been doing this podcast for a couple years, but quite a while ago. Anyways, um, so my new hairdresser's name is Frankie. She's adorable. Um, but when I went to her, she, I walk in, you know, you sit in the chair and I'm explaining to her and she's like, oh my, um, which is not something you really want to hear someone say about your hair. But um, the good news was she said, we can fix it. It may take a couple of times. We're going to get it where it needs to be. And the good news people is my hair is not yellow anymore. <laughs> so also, I have joined the middle part um, club. I don't know if it's a club. Um, when I was, she was doing my hair, I said, yeah, my daughter Abby keeps telling me to do the middle part and I'm just unsure about it. And she's like, oh no, I totally think you can pull it off. I think it'll be good. So, but I did ask her to cut my hair in a way that if I choose to wear it the old-fashioned way um, that I can, because I need options, people. I cannot be boxed into uh, one specific uh, hair look. So, that's the hair update. I'm sure you were, that's why you tuned in. You just needed to know about the hair. (laughs) Um, I also... Now, this is really why you're going to want be glad you tuned in. I could be saving your life right now, people. This is a service announcement to all you listeners um, because I just need to put this out there. Pigs are dangerous. I'm telling you what, people. I did not know this. I did not know that pigs could eat humans. Like, I, my mind was blown when I found this out. I am appalled um, and I feel like <laughs> I have to tell you this in case you didn't know it. And maybe you're saying pigs, Aaron. Come on. Yes, pigs. Um, we went to Grand Rapids this last weekend for my daughter had a concert and it was late driving home, so I thought, I need to listen to something to keep me awake because I know that my family's going to end up sleeping. And so I found this, um, like, murder podcast and was listening to it, and they um, were talking about pigs and how this lady was, um, cover your kids' ears if they're in the room with you, um, was killing people, 
and then sticking them in the pig pen, and then the pigs were eating the humans, and it wasn't like some kind of special pig. It was like normal farm pigs, and let's just say I was wide awake all the way home and completely disturbed. We got home super late, and <laughs> I just laid in bed. <laughs> I just couldn't even wrap my brain around this whole concept that pigs are dangerous. I don't know. I'm just like I can't I can't even wrap my brain around it. Um I have decided I will never touch a pig as long as I live. Um I'm thinking about never eating pig anymore. Um either because what if that pig ate a human? This this could be some of you are like you are off your rocker. <laughs> but it's true. This is the good news. I ate turkey bacon. So turkeys don't eat humans. As far as I know, no one's ever enlightened me that turkeys do. I'm sorry. I know it sounds really stupid, but it really kind of messed with me a little bit. Um, the other kind of funny thing about listening to these podcasters was that they messed up their words quite a few times. And so it kind of made me feel better about myself. I know it sounds terrible that someone else's mistakes makes you feel better, but it's true. Like I, it, it just washed a sense of relief over me that I mess up my words sometimes or can't talk. And let's just face it, words are hard sometimes. If you do any kind of speaking, words are very hard sometimes. <laughs> so I know that this is not why you tuned in with me. So we will now get into why you tuned in to this week's podcast. And again, let me say, if you did not listen to last week's podcast, we really don't have anything to build on because last week was about the blockers that we have in our life when we are building a legacy. And so we got to get rid of those blockers. I know if you listen to that podcast, you have thought about that. You have been working on that. You are aware of the potential blockers or the blockers you do have. And so we are ready to move on to building, building a legacy. We are ready to build. Um, we also talked about vision. And um, I kind of had this picture pop into my head of a Lego set. Um, I know it sounds weird, but... And obviously, most of you are familiar with Legos, whether you have kids or not. Some of you are even very um, familiar with stepping on Legos in the middle of the night. That's always a pleasure. Uh, that's when you know you're a parent, when that has happened to you. But um, anyways, when you, you buy a Lego set, you see the picture on the front of the box, right? Like it is illustrated exactly what you're going to build. That's why you buy it is because you're like, oh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you buy that. Or um, my girls were into the, um, I don't know, it wasn't Polly Pockets, but um, I don't know, it was Lego Friends. I feel like it, said, it was something like that. Um, which also too, if you have Legos um, and your kids are older, like don't get rid of your Legos. Like that is like prime real estate as far as a toy like keep the legos don't get rid of those um but anyways that so when you purchase the set because it gives you a vision right it, it tells you what you're about to build but just think if you were to buy that same lego set and it was just you know you know how legos come in the little baggies like it was just a bunch of those little bags in a 
plastic bag or just a brown box, you know, not, no picture, anything like that, you probably wouldn't buy it because you're like, what is this? Like there's, there's nothing to look at to see what I'm going to build. It's just, there's no visual, there's no vision, there's nothing to go off of. And I'm not going to spend my that much money <laughs> on something that I have no clue what I'm going to buy. But because you can see the vision, then you have a clear picture of where you're going to go when you build this set. And that's why vision is essential. And just as important as that picture on the front of the box is also the instruction manual. Because some of those Lego sets have a gazillion pieces. (laughs) And it's like, Probably the only one you could probably figure out is those little, like, they have, like, 10 pieces or something on them. Or maybe the Duplos. <laughs> Duplo are for younger kids. But we, if we're going to even talk about building a legacy, we need step-by-step instructions. And or we're just going to be kind of wandering around and, you know by chance, building a legacy instead of actually having specific instructions that help us go after that. Um, So that's what we're going to dive into today is steps um, to get to the finished project. Now, when I've helped my kids build their Lego sets when they were younger, um, we kind of would like each bag, you know, has like the parts in it. And so you build one part and then you open another bag and you're going to build another part. And so you're kind of jumping around like there's different things that you're building. And so the things we're going to talk about today are not necessarily in order, but if we work on all of these areas, we will see how they all come together just like a Lego set. Like at the end, you take all those little parts that you've built and you build them upon each other and it's the finished product. Well, we're going to talk about areas that we can be, ways that we, I guess, ways we can be building that when we put them all together, we're leaving um, a legacy and a legacy that we want to leave um, and not by chance or a bad legacy. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. So the first thing I want to talk about um, One of the blockers that we had talked about was bitterness, anger, and fear. And what is the opposite of that? I'll give you a second to uh, answer. Joy. (laughs) It's a simple word. Um, And I'm going to dare you. I'm going to dare myself, maybe even double dare, maybe even triple dog dare you to be joyful. Now, other words that pertain to joyful are cheerful happy, jolly, bright, lighthearted, sparkling, bubbly, good-humored, glad, untroubled, positive, upbeat, sparky, I like that one, peppy, carefree, laughing. Like those are all words that are also, you know, similar to joyful. Now, obviously the opposite is just, I didn't write down a ton of them because I just feel like it's kind of depressing. But It's like sad, miserable, depressing. Um, and here's the truth. Unhappy people leave sad legacies. I've never run into a situation where someone's been a total grump 
and they have left this amazing legacy or impactful legacy. It just doesn't go together. Now, maybe you're thinking, and, and here's where I feel like, like excuses come in. Well, Erin, you don't understand my life. You don't understand the circumstances that I've had to deal with. You don't understand that I've basically, every turn that I've, you know, made in my life, I'm met with a, you know, an obstacle and nothing goes my way and I'm just, nothing I do amounts to anything or any of those things. Here's my question, maybe a little harsh, Maybe, maybe you're not going to like this. I'm going to say, and? Question mark. (laughs) Like, joy is a choice. Choose joy. We did a whole podcast on choose joy. Go listen to it. Um, And I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. I get it. If I were to go through my whole life, I can definitely find things that I had to choose to rise above. Definitely. And guess what? Sometimes on a daily basis, I still have to do the same thing. But this is the thing. We can, if we want, we can find an excuse for everything to be like, well, I'm sorry, I just can't be happy right now. Oh, I'm sorry, it just can't be jolly right now. It's not Christmas time. <laughs> Actually, it almost is Christmas time. I just don't have one of those sparkling personalities. Um, some people are just positive. That's not me. Um, I'm sorry. Joy is up to us. It's our choice. It's our decision. I, I think of the Psalms. There's so many... Psalms that are talking about being all those words we just read that encompass joyful. But I love Psalm 100. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise implies you make the noise. You are given the instruction. <laughs> it doesn't say, When a joyful noise comes out of your body, then you will be joyful. No, it says make a joyful noise. It's your responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility. It's not your neighbors. It's not your families. It's not your husband or your wife or your children or your job or your friends or any of those things. It's you. It's on you to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands enter his gates with thanksgiving. Again, it's, you got to move your body into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It's all things that are on us. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. All of these are actions on our part. They are nobody else's responsibility. They are actions we must partake in. Therefore, joy is an action you either choose to partake in or you don't. But if you want to build a legacy, you better start looking at your joy. Talk, And if you're like, why is she so harsh? I'm talking to myself because I definitely can have an attitude and I can definitely be words opposite of joyful <laughs> for sure. But I got to get myself together because what do I want to build? I want to build a legacy that is joyful, that's leaving something good behind. Okay, moving on. 
Um, so when you open those little bags, we talked about that. Um, it also, it'll tell you like in the instruction manual, like how many pieces there are of each thing, which it's always a good thing to check that because <laughs> once in a while, the piece won't be in there <laughs> and you'd be looking all over the place for that little tiny Lego that's not even there that you think you dropped on the carpet or someone's. I don't know, gets in the couch or whatever. Ugh. So, <laughs> can you tell I love building Legos? It's been a long time. I actually might enjoy it now. Um, but anyway, so it tells you how many pieces you need or how many pieces are supposed to be there. Well, and, and I have always checked it just to make sure it matches up. Well, we're going to take that concept and apply it to building a legacy because... I think it's important for us to take inventory on what our impact is on others. And the reason why we need to take inventory is because we need to see where we are having impact so that we can do more of it. Okay, do you get that? Did you follow me on that one? <laughs> like, if you never look at, never take a step back and say, okay, what are the areas that I'm like doing really well in? Like I'm really good at making impact in this way and seeing those areas that you do. Because sometimes I think we do things that really make no impact and we just need to stop doing them. <laughs> I see people sometimes strive so hard after certain things and it's because in their mind, that's what they should be doing. When really, they're not equipped to do it. They're not anointed to do it. They're not, it's just not coming together maybe the way that they sh it should. And they'll never stop and look at it and say, that's not working. Maybe I need to turn my attention to something that is working and really go for it and do more of that because that is having impact. And you can't leave a legacy, a good legacy, if you don't have impact. So that's why it's important to take that inventory so we can leave a lot of impact because it's important. Um, it was kind of crazy when my I went to visit my mom um, I had put a post on Facebook and Instagram, basically just, um, of kind of what was happening and stuff like that. And sometimes like you're so much encased in the situation, you forget that people don't know <laughs> what's going on. And so I didn't even think about like friends from years past in my mom's life that had no idea she even had cancer, let alone that it was really serious. And so I got this overflowing amount of um posts and just people were I mean it was just so crazy amazing like the things people were posting about how she had made impact and not just that she had made impact but people were actually sharing certain stories and like took the time to do that and first of all that that just really meant a lot so I actually um took it you know one day I just said hey mom I put this post out here and this is what people wrote and just watching my mom's face and we cried and we were just amazed my sister and I just kind of stepped back and I'm like man our mom she's she's still here but the 
kind of impact she has had in her life is just beyond crazy. And in that moment, it was taking inventory. It was taking inventory of the impact she has had. And I know that sometimes taking inventory isn't fun because we don't like what we see. Um, For some, like my mom, the inventory is great. For some, that's a hard look at um, to say, okay, I'm really not making a huge impact. But I think it's important because if we're not making the kind of impact that we want to, then we need to change it. And if we are, then we just need to keep moving in that vein and keep doing what we're doing. You're on the right the right track. Um, so another way is know yourself so you can bring yourself. Um, this one kind of hit me deep because I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves and I totally get that feeling. I feel like a lot of my life, I didn't know myself. I thought I knew myself, but I hadn't established who I was in Christ. And so therefore knowing who I was, um, I was never going to attain that without first solidifying the fact of who I was in Christ. And so if you have not solidified who you are in Christ and who he's created you to be and gotten to that point, you can't bring yourself. You can't know yourself and you can't. And then if you don't know yourself, what are you going to bring? You have nothing to offer. And so this one is for some a very difficult place to go because we think we know ourselves based on um, our experiences, um, what we've gone through in life. And it really, I think that's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think that traps us. And, and this is just from personal experience and honestly talking to countless people who don't know themselves. Um, I think we kind of wander around and we try to, we try to bring it. I'm not saying a a lack of trying, but we've never established that foundation. And without a foundation, you have nothing to build on. Most Lego sets have, I remember the old ones used to have like, usually like the green I don't know, maybe they were different colors, but I just remember like the green um, square and then you would start to build on that green square. So you had something to build it. So, but a lot of us haven't even gotten the green square out. We're just trying to build without a foundation. And I would really encourage you strongly to dive into knowing yourself. And first of all, building that foundation of establishing who you are in Christ. And the things that you are, you are an heir. You are free. You're a friend of God. You're sealed. You're chosen. You're beloved. You're justified. You're forgiven. You're righteous. You're redeemed. 
You're a child of God. You're a new creation and a citizen of heaven. That, my friend, is just scratching the surface of who you are. And you have to establish that first in order to build anything past that. Because once you can get that, then you begin to know who you are. And once you know who you are, then you can bring it. I keep thinking, I've watched way too many TikToks. Bring the action. <laughs> like, that's when it can be brought. But you have to start first with who you are in Christ. So then you can know who you are. And then you're able to bring it. So some of you might need to work on that. Um, I took several years to work on that. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> And we've talked a lot about that in other podcasts, so go back and and listen to those as well. Um, Here's another one. Uh, Time is short, so do what matters now. Some of you are just dilla-dallin' around thinking you have time upon time upon time. I know my daughters just heard the word dilly-dallying and they were like, what word is that? I have noticed this totally a side subject that um, my 20, almost 20 year old, I say things all the time and she literally looks at me like I'm an alien. Like I am speaking a language that she has never heard in her life. And I actually even said something the other night to her and her friends and they all looked at me (laughs) like woman what are you saying and it's just like things I've grown up with so I don't know how my kids don't know these things but for you younger generation who doesn't know what dilly-dallying around is it's stop messing around (laughs) okay there now you know what I've interpreted myself for you um yeah you oh it's kind of funny because Abby the other day said to me, um, we were talking about what what month it was or something like that. And she was like, oh my goodness, like time is going so fast, mom. And I'm thinking, you're 13. Like time going by fast at 13 opposed to time going by fast in the upper regions of life um, <laughs> is completely different because every year... And you know this is true. It just goes, is going by so fast. And also, um, how much time do you have? You can't even answer that question. You don't know. I don't know. You don't know. So why are we messing around and not taking time seriously and doing what matters? And taking, seizing the day, I guess. I'm getting ahead of myself because sees sees is is the next one. I'm not supposed to be there yet. But um, yeah, because even I think about my life, like it seems like yesterday, if I'm being honest, like I had four little kids at home. And now it seems like I woke up one day and I have two kids that are gone and two kids that are at home. And it's just crazy how fast it's going. Um. I, I liked um, James 4.14 because it says, um, Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Don't bank on the fact that you have time to build a legacy. 
if that's in your mind, if you're listening to this and, and being like what we do with most things in our, our life, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get to that next week. I am the worst at that. Like I am a pro at it. I've told you that before. I'm trying to work on that people, but we always think we have tomorrow. Well, what if tomorrow never comes for us? What if we don't have it? It says your life is a mist. Make a mark before it vanishes because you don't know when it's going to vanish. I've gone through um, mist before and it's like there one second and then the next second it's gone. So that's your life. And so we need to be making some some marks and uh, do what matters now. Okay, now I can say seize. <laughs> um, seize every opportunity. Uh, I think in our life, my, me and my husband's life, we have had countless opportunities. And I love that my husband's never been afraid to um, seize every opportunity that we've been presented. Not necessarily saying that every opportunity panned out, Um like some things, it was just, I think at times, just a matter of us saying yes. Not that it was um, the direction we were supposed to go or any of those things, but I think we just got good at just kind of being open to God's calling, which I think in the long run really set us up for when he called us to start our church because we had been conditioned by God to... Um, say yes. So when the big yes came, even though it was scary and that's a long story, um, we seized the opportunity. And a lot of seizing that opportunity had to do with us um, in our spirit just saying, we want to leave a mark. We want to leave a legacy. And um, if you don't seize an opportunity, then how can you leave a mark? How can you build that legacy if you're never willing to go out of your comfort zone? And obviously a big part of that, I think, is we we don't seize because of fear. And and I get it. Fear of failure is um, scary. <laughs> I totally get it. I've When we started our church, I mean, we were deathly afraid of failure. Um, starting this podcast, very afraid of failure. Um, most things I've done in my life, there's always been an underlying line of, of failure. And anybody around you that's doing anything, if you were to ask them, were you ever afraid of failure? I'm sure if they're being honest, every single one of them would say yes. I actually thought I would look up... Um, the most failed person. <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting um, in history. And um, if you do that, you will actually find at the top of the charts, number one is Abraham Lincoln, um, who was our 16th president. Yes, I had to look that up. I did not know that off the top of my head. Um, he was the champion of equal rights. He blazed a trail towards freedom of slaves in America. I mean, one of the most impactful presidents we have ever had. And yet, despite that, from the age of 23 to 52, he was a complete and utter failure. Every office he 
uh, went after. He lost um, anything he basically tried to do was a total loss, um, which is just kind of mind-boggling that you would go through that much failure and still be like, I'm going to leave an impact. I am going to seize the day no matter. Um, and I'm sure after like one or two times, um, I'd be like, okay, I can do this. But after the amount of times that he failed and things that didn't happen for him, it is literally amazing that he continued to press forward and actually the day came, the day came to be seized. And he, again, I feel like it was like, He was conditioned for this moment that was going to literally change history and change the way that our country operated and how we treated people or or begin that that process. Obviously, it's a process we're still working on. Um, But he, when he, at 52, (laughs) he became president and Um, That was the first non-failure run for a position that he had. And he is marked as the most famous failure. (laughs) That's terrible. Um, And that's not something I would probably be super happy about, about having about me. But um, he he just never would have made it to the... the biggest opportunity of his life had he not seized the day. And he also is on the $5 bill. Take that one to the bank, people. So yeah, there you go. I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, okay, from now on, I'm really, when I see a $5 bill, which I hardly ever have cash, um, I'm just going to grab myself. Like, you can do it. <laughs> if Abraham Lincoln can do it, you can do it. Um, listen, with all those things that we've talked about, like, obviously... I'm just kind of scraping the surface, but I feel like those things give us a start at building a legacy. And maybe your next question is like, okay, these are things I need to work on, but who do I start with? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) And I mean, you can obviously figure this out yourself. The closest people to you, the ones that you spend the most time with, the ones that God has aligned your your path with, um, chances are you don't have to look very far to realize that there are people that you have the opportunity to make impact on. Um, when I was at home with my kids um, when they were little, I really struggled with feeling like I was making impact. And if I were to hear this podcast back then, I probably would have just um, been like, that's nice, but I'm like knee high in poopy diapers and runny noses and constantly cleaning and doing laundry and reprimanding and feeding, you know, just like that's where my headspace was back then. Um, because and if someone would have said, like, Aaron, you need to build a legacy, and I would have thought building a legacy meant doing something really big with my life. Like, that's what equaled um, building a legacy. And I, for a long time, failed to see that I was building a legacy every day um, with my husband, with my children, and those that were close to me. So, I just want to make sure that no one feels like they're exempt 
from building a legacy because there are different parts of life where you don't see your impact. You don't feel like you're impacting. Um, and especially if you're, I, I think there's just the stigma around stay-at-home moms. And I think generationally we're getting better about that. But back when I was a stay-at-home mom, like that was really kind of looked down on. And um, thankfully, I think that perception is changing. But um, I just want to make sure if that's the spot you're in, that you realize that the impact you have, I, I think that you are some of the biggest legacy builders because you are building a legacy that will continue. And so don't be discouraged and look at the mom who um, is getting to live out the other dreams that she has had and all that stuff and say, well, that person's building a legacy, but I'm stuck at home because you are just, if not more, um, building a, a, such an impactful legacy. Um, thankfully, God got a hold of me <laughs> and corrected my vision and helped me to see that I was building that legacy every single day and that I had opportunity um, staring me right in the face. And what I needed to do was I needed to find the joy in, in my day. Um, that's something I really had to work on. That the day may not present me with joy, but it wasn't up to anybody else. It was up to me. And I would say that across the board. We all are faced with that choice. Each and every day we are faced with the choice of do I choose joy today? And am I going to operate in a joyful way? Because that joy is building something. It's leaving a legacy. And so maybe if we look at it that way, it'll change our perspective and our need for joy. Um, uh, we need to access our impact. Uh, uh, access. Assess. We need to assess <laughs> our impact. Is it positive? Is it negative? Um, what does your inventory look like? You know, are there areas that are low? Are there areas you need to build up? And and don't look at it and allow the enemy to really discourage you. Just look at it and say, okay, now I know what I need to do, what I need to change, what areas that I am really making impact and I need to do more of that. Um, I, like I said, it was a long process for me personally to establish who I was um, so that I could know who I was and so that I could bring it. And so that may be a long journey for some. Some may not even struggle with that. I don't know where you're at with that, but please dive into that part of your life and get that situated <laughs> because um, it will really hold you back if you, you can't bring anything unless you know who you are. Um Two of my kids are gone and two were home, like I said, and time is going fast. So it's not just going fast for me, it's going fast for you. So let's seize the moment, let's seize the day that is presented to us. And uh, every day we have breath, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you have breath, um, is, is given to us. It's, it's a gift, and it's, it's a gift to have the opportunity to build a legacy that we want to leave behind. 
So I leave you with one question. What will you do and what will you leave? Personally, I want to leave something impactful um, that takes work. I need to work on it every day. So join me as we build a legacy together so we have something impactful to leave for those behind us. Um, Before I sign off, I just want to take a second and ask you to follow us on Instagram where you can follow my stories. (laughs) Maybe you don't want to. Um, I'm trying to get better about that. I'm learning, people. I'm trying to learn. But also, if nothing else, um, don't follow up for my stories. Follow up for the beautiful job that Kara does. Um, she is so good at putting things together that will encourage you, that will strengthen you, that will remind you of what we've talked about. And also, uh, if you could go to Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen and leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's go li- build a legacy.